Hello and welcome to Finances by Becky's podcast, a podcast that aims to motivate and keep you accountable of your finances as a family to enable you to budget and become more financial literate. This is Rebecca from Finances by Becky's podcast. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well and you've had a lovely Easter break. The weather has been lovely. So I've been spending most of the time outside, went for a few walks. So hopefully you have made use of this weekend because we have had lovely weather. So last week I was talking about shared finances and what it means to have a financial association. So if you haven't listened yet to last week's podcast episode, I urge you to do so. Um, because this podcast is building on last week's podcast. So, um, and as you know, that my podcast is just starting and therefore we are still young and would love your support. So if you listen to our podcast and you like what we do, you like the content, why don't you take an extra step and subscribe and share the podcast with your family and friends if you're finding this podcast useful. Uh, Okay, so with that said, um, I mentioned that this podcast is picking from last episode on shared finances and what that means. And today I want to talk about, I want to talk to couples and how you manage your finances without having the stress. So I want to just give you a few pointers and um, and I know last week I touched on having a financial associate and how that can be good. So this is just not anyone. So how can you, ha- if you do have a financial associate with your spouse, how this is good because this is just not anyone or a friend or a friend. It's, it's somebody you are having your 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 life with, you're somebody you are spending your life with. So therefore, why does it make sense to have a financial associate? And that doesn't mean um, that you don't have to do finances with your family. You can do finances with your family, but with the finances that create a link, what would you rather have that link with? So you can still be involved with your with your family finances and do stuff with your family. That doesn't create an association. Again, if you're still wondering what I'm talking about, just stay with me. It will make sense. However, I urge you that if you go and listen to episode 11, so that's the one I did um, a few weeks ago. That's the last episode. So if you go and listen to that, then that will probably be a very good starting point. But today I'm going to give you seven takeaways, seven takeaways that um, I need you to go and think about. And then from that, you come up with your own plan. So I'm just going to guide you in the process of starting, starting, starting to have those conversations or those methods, starting to think about it. Um, so this week I did some research on this topic and uh, I came across an article which was really interesting and it, is re- it was based on a research done um, for around 278 married in- individuals who were at least were married within five years. These, these people were involved in this study and something 
something this is something that we already know about that um individuals with limited financial resources usually experience financial strain so if you're going through um a financial crisis or your resources are limited you're gonna have stress so financial strain comes from can either come from higher cost of living maybe you just the costs are just going high and your revenue your income is not going in line higher in line with the cost uh i guess we are seeing that now we everything is expensive so that can cause a, a financial strain high prices in housing high expenses in in usage high expenses in usage of credit and debt low salary lack of budgeting so with all these things happening if you don't know how to make use of your money you might find yourself in a financial strain so sometimes individuals with financial strain they might feel a sense of failure you might feel a sense of failure you might feel shame you might feel embarrassment you might feel regret on some of the decisions that you have made um there was a study which was also done which which um by i think juari and he found that um people who have been married for at least less than 24 months mentioned that the most essential factor for their marital satisfaction is financial strain. So higher financial strain contributed to decreasing in marital satisfaction. So when you have money problems and everything, it does affect your, your relationship. However, as I kept looking into this topic, there is really limited resources on the study, on the role of financial um, management practices on marital issues. Uh, there are a few authors though that I have read and I was reading who have suggested that you know conflicts during tough financial times can be reduced when cup when couples employ systematic money management and and I would assume that because if you if you start well if you start doing systematic money management meaning that you're working out some money strategies you are able to get that financial satisfaction and and and, and you also get that relationship satisfaction so um, there also some authors different authors suggest that couples who adopt financial goal setting practices and strict record keeping has greater marital satisfaction and been has been associated with marital stability so there is a lot of information but I guess my question is as I was reading all of this you know I, I could see that yes it's all good it's all but how do you get started so if you do if you are in this situation if you have been married you're getting you're thinking of getting married or you're already married and you're wondering fine I do need that satisfaction in in in, in our relationship in terms of our financial um, satisfaction satisfaction and stability but how do we get started what is it that we need to think of so we're gonna dive into these seven things and i will let you know as i go through it the ones that i've tried and the ones that i haven't but the first one is putting your finances together together okay so when you put your finances together you create a financial association so that's the part that i was talking about last week in this case what that means is both of you you probably 
I maybe have a joint account so you, you open a joint account and your income will come into this account so all, both your income will come into this account and and basically what it is is all the money that you have goes in in this bucket and all the expenses that you have to pay for they come out of this bucket so this is your main account where everything that is going on go goes in and out is in out. and to make this work you have to have that initial conversation with your spouse and sort out all your figures your expenses your your income whatever it is that that you you, you do you have to have that conversation come up with an agreed budget come up with an agreed spending on how this is all going to work including groceries um in this case it's really really important that there is complete transparency when it comes to these finances or whatever agreement that one has so if you're really starting up and we you have finances has been separate all this time and you decide to do this and you, you say okay fine this will work for us then you need to to be transparent on what is it that you have and what is what is it that how that's going to impact your you, you know the I guess the percentage of your income versus expenses yeah so and then the other thing is agreeing on spending money or fun money I like to call it spending money so how is that gonna work and how much can you spend um, by doing this I think your finances becomes together intertwined you've got one therefore um, there needs to be that open line of communication so that you're always on the same page um, and one thing that you have to remember if this is something that is for you or you're thinking that this is for you is that you're on the same team and you're working towards the same goal uh, the good thing about this this is is when you set up a financial plan this way with your financial goals aligned because you're two people you've aligned your financial goals between the two of you it doesn't matter who earns more money who earns less money all of that all of that doesn't matter what you should be doing more you have you it's almost like you have a pool uh, of your income and your expenses and if if it happens that work situation has changed for one person obviously your income will change depend it will go up or down depending on what's driving that change so it means that you adjust your combined expenses and this does even out so when doing this together i think you need to to change the phrases that probably you use like it's mine to it's ours because there is no distinction between what's mine and what's yours because all the funds and expenses are all deposited and withdrawn from the same account therefore it's it's both yours so if we move on to the second part uh this is the one i use so uh and 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 i like this one this one works for me so uh, again i'm not saying you need to use this i'm just giving you pointers that you could you could use this so it's putting your finances together still creating a financial association however having separate fun money i call it fun money because it's you see why i call it my fun money so it will be everything so you do everything in what i mentioned in one yeah so any everything that i've just mentioned there in one you do all of that but in addition to that you have uh, the fun money 
yeah so what happens is that um, you open so you have separate checking accounts so to the ones that you have so you've got your joint account and then you're gonna have your separate two separate accounts yeah and this allows you to combine your finances so you've got the for finances combined in point one complete transparency and in point one you've got your fund money so your fund money allows you the freedom to buy whatever you want so you decide how much fund money each person gets uh, so it depends on your circumstances again and it depends on what you do um, so you could go through a thought, thought process of saying will our fund money be equal so each person will get in same proportion or will our fund money be based on who earns more money uh, and who earns less or will our funny money often <laughs> not how funny will our fund money be based on expenses and you also need to figure out what expenses will fall under fund money category so that there is no confusion. So for instance, if you're going to eat out, you're going to eat out, how are you going to share, how, how is that expense gonna, going to be paid? So I'll just give you an example here. So for us, we do have an entertainment budget and this is where our eating out money money is or anything that we are doing together as a family it goes into into our from comes out of our entertainment budget the fun money as the term is it's fun money so no questions asked so that's how we like to look at it no questions asked again decide how you interpret fun money because um we are all different in our situations and circumstances are all different so decide how you want to define this what makes it um what will make you understand this bit better so we understand it when you call it fun money because no questions asked i can do whatever that i want um so the the, the whole idea in setting up a separate account is it comes into the we make it part of the of the budget but we transfer each into each separate account therefore i can do whatever i want and i don't have to explain anything right um and then i'll move on to point number three then you might choose to keep your finances separate so this way your money doesn't intermingle you you have your separate bank accounts your budget bills everything is separate you have your own money you 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 keep this all separate you don't have to financially rely on the other party um and they are also not relying on you and your spouse isn't and the thing with that is that if your spouse isn't great with money or great with budgeting it won't affect you yeah so because it's all independent and this sounds easy to me and i think it is easy as you just worry about you and your income your expenses investments retirement accounts yeah it's all separate and it makes the process linear so however depending on your behavior and personalities you might worry about your partner's finance even though it's separate from yours yeah because I would like to, I would like to think that if you're living together and doing life together, how can you only separate this portion of your life? So you only separate this portion of your life from each other. It's nearly impossible not to have shared expenses. So 
um, and it can get confusing. I would like to think that this can get really confusing unless maybe you're both in a very good state, like financial state, and and you both worry about, you know, individual finances. So that works. But if, if this is not in balance, if you both, if one person earns more than the other, this might cause imbalance in your lifestyle when one person has lost less resources. So it doesn't mean it's not possible. I'm sure there are a lot of couples out there who have been together for years and still keeping their finances separately and maybe they are achieving their goals. And this is something that you need to talk about. And if this is something you might want, um, it's something that you can think on how do we do it because it's it's there is no wrong or right way so you it might be something that it might work for you yeah keep everything separately um, and then uh, number number four you could choose to split everything 50 50 so what that means is that you these are just expenses no income so you get your income uh, and you agree with your spouse that we split all the cost 50 50 um, so you still control your money uh, because it comes to your to your account you just share the expenses yeah and it sounds fair right and say okay fine we're just going to share the expenses you keep your income I keep mine yes but it's not it's it's not it's only fair to a certain point um, but not fair for one who ends less than the other because there is one person who's going to be left with less money after all these expenses and could end up putting more strain on one person. So maybe it's one person who's only stressing because after all the expenses are paid, you're left with less money. Maybe you can't even, even save. Um, and, and if you are in this scenario, uh, again, you have to keep things transparent. I would say maybe have a joint account where both contribute half. So you have a joint account, put all your direct debits or your expenses in that account. And then, uh, depending when you get paid weekly, monthly, monthly, fortnightly, you transfer your, your half of your income into this account. Also decide what happens when there is a new expense. So are you going to split it 50, 50, add more money into the account, discuss how this is all work, this will all work again, those lines of communication have to be open all the time with different methods but communication is essential and is key then number five is split shared bills by a percentage of each pensioner's income so this one a little bit technical but what you're really essentially what you're doing with this one is that when you when you get more money and if you're you you earn 70 percent of the income household so you and you're the 70 percent owner it means that you pay 70 percent of the shared bills so your bills are kind of like coming in line with what you're earning yeah so this is this is the similar to the 50 50 split but different in the sense that your income is aligned with the percentage of the of the bills that you pay so again you keep all your accounts separate just like the 50 50 you keep all your account 
a separate you might want to draw to open one account again where all the bills come from and where you put your 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 money in um so how you do this you you first of all have to find out how much you earn and how much your spouse earn and then calculate each person's income percentage so you get your total income and calculate what is the percentage of each one's against that and then you use that percentage to divide your expenses okay so you 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 you, you share the cost based on that this is and and depending on when you get paid you then decide yeah on how often you're going to to be transferring um money into into each one's account so that's number five number six it's about responsibility really um so as your couples you have responsibility um for all your bills depending on whether you're living together or not but i'll assume that you're living together so each person takes um responsibility for certain bills so you could say that somebody it looks after all the house bills the mortgage and everything so everything comes out of their their bank account they look after all these expenses and then the other person may be responsible for groceries clothing entertainment um child care kids stuff stuff like that yeah and then they are responsible for those bills so those bills will come out of their their account so you have actually given each other responsibility to bills and if you make a new decision that creates a new or different bill then you have to discuss who's going to, going to be responsible for that bill so again lines of communication again when things happen and also when you go out when you go for entertainment we go out for a meal you have to decide who's going to pay for that bill so you have who's responsible for which bills yeah uh, and then this one is exciting i find it really exciting and i use it quite i i use it a, as a rule of thumb so number seven so my favorites uh number two yeah with fun money separate and number seven i'll tell you why in a second so so if you're a couple yeah sometimes uh some couples would like to act or use up one salary yeah you use one salary for everything and some if you're comfortable enough you use one salary and you save the other salary so it puts you in a very very comfortable position so all you so you get one income and all your expenses everything will come out of this income yeah so 100 percent of all the expenses comes out of this income uh and and then you the other income you use it to uh to save you use it for other things so and again this is my favorite one i i have used it so the way i've used this one was i've used it to test our financial strength as a family so how i tested our financial strength was that i just kind of like worked out and say if we are to lose one income right now we lose one income and it's just one income are we able to sustain the lifestyle that we have on one income 
yeah so I, I i calculated all our expenses in it against one income and this is almost for me it's as a rule of thumb for our fixed costs uh again i covered this on a master class last weekend about fixed costs so why is it a rule of, of thumb on, our, on my fixed cost is because my fixed cost should always be at least 50 percent of my of, of of the income that we have but what i also make sure is that although we have two incomes our fixed cost should never be above one income you should not have one whole income all of it being exhausted by fixed cost yeah because that way i know we know that if it means that we now have one income and our fixed costs are way below one income we can actually survive because we can we, we, we've got a good good financial strength in there because if i've got my variable costs I can work around them yeah so I use this method to to always ensure that you know we are have we've got a good financial strength position in case you lose you lose out in income uh, however I I don't I don't really we don't use this method on a day-to-day -day, but it's one method that uh, you can use to test your financial strength you do the numbers you see how how much financial strength you have if you lose one income but if you can save so this method allows you to just use up all the one income and save the rest so this also method also ensures you always saving money and you continue to find ways of doing different stuff with your money again remember that our situation is different so uh, while list some people might be able to do this some people might not and then you have to also look at your circumstances so not every couple can live on only one income though uh, especially if you have high expenses so if you do have high expenses it means that you're paying off stuff or maybe you have got debt which is fixed cost part of fix that you pay or simply you don't have enough money and it doesn't mean you have done anything wrong it's just that you don't have enough money so really you need to you need to look at your circumstances but i use this as a test so you could use this as a test doesn't mean you have to follow it um so i don't want you so i've covered all these seven areas these seven points and i don't want you to feel like there is a single best option out of the seven for managing finances as, as couples because there isn't there isn't a perfect method um and also with all these me method um there needs to be that mindset mind mindset shift yeah about how you're doing this there might be reasons why maybe you don't want to combine your finances maybe uh, you have seen couples in the past that have combined finances and it hasn't worked. Maybe there is you 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 feel insecure when you combine your finances. In some cases, there is a lot of emotional unpacking that can happen. You might need to go through that first to understand which method best suits you. So you might actually need to go and understand why is it that you don't want to do it is it because there's something underneath there that you need to unpack so for us we have tried doing our finances separately so there is nothing wrong about doing your finances separately we have tried that we have tried the 50 50 
we have even landed on combining one with fun money in, in, in different accounts. Um, there is nothing like we do it best, better than you. So my method have worked for me doesn't mean they'll work for you again so please do not go about now start comparing yourselves and start asking all your friends how they are doing it because how they are doing it might be different from 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 you uh, they are not you so what makes you think it will work for you so don't go about now asking people as to what is it that you need to do and start comparing yourself you and your spouse might not be a perfect fit on how you manage your money and guess what that's what makes it so exciting so today i'm leaving you with these thoughts choose a way that works for you on how to handle your money as a couple combine any methods i've given you seven doesn't mean there is only seven in the world okay so i have mentioned whatever i've mentioned today you can mix and match it see what works or even better try out a few and ditch a few and pick some create your own along the way just choose a method at least you need to choose something open those lines of communication and start working towards building wealth for your family do do what does come natural to you there are certain things that will come natural there are certain things that when when you look at them and when you're doing it they feel right so develop your own strategies that you will implement and you can say to your kids one day this is the strategy that worked for us let's build a wealthy generation and and let's talk about it yeah i'm here for you i'm here to talk about it and i want to celebrate this with you so i want to know how you're getting on so like i said mix and match it there is no wrong or right answer but you might need to go through that journey of unpacking where you are right now identifying where you are right now maybe you have thought about these methods in the past but you haven't started any or maybe you have or we have started them and you felt like it's too much of work and and that's fine but what is driving that what is driving that where are you right now what is it that you need to work on to get to the point where you can actually start communicating about about finances and start making those those money decisions that creating those financial plans that helps you build a wealthy generation from for your family it's not only for you remember that once you gain this knowledge you can pass it to your children i think that's the fun part for me that's the exciting part that whatever what i'm learning right now how to deal with topics about money how to communicate it i can actually have an open conversation with my children and talk about money and teach them about money and teach them how to use it how to make it work for you and how also to enjoy it because there is that sense of enjoyment that comes with it so yes yeah, so if if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering where am i at? oh my god i don't know i don't know what to do get in touch with me reach out okay reach out i want to have a chat with you let's 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 get started to having these open conversation um i want to mean is as, as i mentioned before that there is one small change to the way to the days when this podcast is going to be aired it used to be every week weekly on a weekly basis on thursdays 
but I'm changing that to fortnightly and we changed that this month starting in April uh, to just allow us time to research some of the topics based on what's happening now and maybe get you some things to think about like today I've given you the seven things to think about and see which bucket you fit in or maybe create your own create number eight number nine number ten so the next episode will be aired on the 5th of May uh, so just to those people that were listening to the podcast every weekly we are changing from weekly to fortnightly uh, and i would like to thank you for listening and let's catch up again next week uh, don't forget share this podcast with a friend or with family if you're finding this help helpful until next time have a great week and stay blessed this is rebecca from finances by becky's podcast <music>